What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Major Sports. We are here for episode 12, The Dirty Dozen. We have made it this far. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I am back again with my co-host, Rob, out from Champa Bay, as we were just discussing. <laughs> Hello, sir. What's up? What's up? Um, and so we're coming to you. It is July 27th, so we are about... 48 hours away from the NBA draft. We're about five days removed from uh, the start of NBA free agency, or at least the negotiation period. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. We're definitely going to jump into. Uh, and we're going to lead it off, though, with a little bit of NFL talk. So this is this is just happening now. So this is fresh, fresh and emotional. Xavier Howard <laughs> has requested a trade out of uh, Miami. In the latest drama in the NFL of a disgruntled superstar who signed a contract and then all of a sudden feels like he's worth more than the contract in this case after only one season of the extension actually kicking in and it's something that we see with other players and it's just this kind of diva mentality but it really it goes back to a conversation that we were having which I want to pick up here and it's like the like the overlapping issue is always working class versus like the bosses, like the, the millionaires and the billionaires of the world. So this sure. is kind of like how you look at it in the workforce from the NFL player perspective. And it's like, they're, you're supposed to side with the working guy, but like, like we were talking about, this is I, as a regular actual working person, I find it hard to have any empathy for either side in the argument in, in a situation like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think empathy is a good word because no one's ever going to feel bad for them. They live in a totally different world than do we do. And I think you probably uh, explained yourself about as well as you could that you're on whatever side benefits you personally the most. And and let's be honest, that's what sports is. Nobody's here yeah. taking taking bullets for these millionaires while we're just like pull it up on the internet every once in a while and watch them on TV. You know, three yeah. months out of the year. So and, and uh, yeah, it's what it, actually like you said. You said in <clears throat> what what elicited that response from me was. Uh, you said, I'm usually just going to side with the player in something like this instead of the owner. And I'm like, I get that perspective. But then I look at it from like a real world. My perspective is, I'm like I said, I'm going to side with whichever millionaire slash billionaire best aligns with my interests. Because, sure. again, I, I don't I don't feel sorry or any uh, empathy for either of those two in their situations. So I'm just going to pick whichever side benefits me the most. Right. So in this case, <laughs> it's in this particular case, it's it's the side of the team. But like. In this particular case, like for real, dude, like you, I've outperformed my contract. You have played 20% of that contract. Yes, you outperformed at 20%. But like there's, you, there's no way of you telling me that only 20% into something, right? There's still 80% of this shit that can ev- like level out to what we said we were going to pay you, right? So like give me half. Give me two seasons out of the contract. Something like that where you can make an actual argument that now, okay, for 40% of my contract, that's absolutely outperformed it. That's enough of a trend to say I'm going to outperform the rest of this. Like, let's talk about it. Right, but you're one season into this shit. Like, just shut up and play. God, that's – see, if I were actually important, that would have – I would have instantly <laughs> regretted that. Yeah. Instantly regretted yeah. that if I was actually important. But, like, <laughs> dude, like, what do you – I mean, go, go. No, I was just going to say that's that's sort of where I'm coming from is it's the NFL is so much different. And, you know, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't already know, but it's so much different right. with them having non-guaranteed contracts. Yeah. That I mean, yeah, you get to keep your guaranteed money and, and that won't ever go away. But 
you know, teams can cut guys for any reason they want to for, I mean, they don't need to give any sort of thought process to it. I can cut you because I feel like it. I want to restructure and give it to somebody else. And that's fine. There's no big deal. So the NFL has bred these guys that just, they want to get as much as they can, as fast as they can, because you just don't know when you're not in the team's plans. And every time they come out with five or six year contracts in the NFL, you can pretty much just assume they're only going to get the first three years of that because it's either going to get restructured or they're going to just cut them and, and they're going to lose the rest of that money. So especially in the I, NFL, I, I, I side with the players, but it also wasn't my team. <laughs> no, so well, I, and, and, but even, even outside of that, like, and that argument makes, it makes sense, but you have to look at it in, like in the situation you're talking about, like maybe for, somebody who was a fourth round draft pick and they are all of a sudden blowing up in the league and they are absolutely outperforming whatever contract they fell in line for like that. Like, okay, we have, it's a, it's a much different conversation. Xavier Howard signed the contract to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL at the time that he signed it. Since then, yeah, the market has changed. And of course with regular inflation, he's no longer the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. It doesn't mean that when you signed it, like you weren't. This is just what the market dictated at the time. You have not, again, you've played one season out of the fucking extension. Like, you don't know that you've outperformed it yet. You cannot build a strong enough argument for me to fucking side with you on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I totally understand. Um, I'm, I'm reading it now. So he's I his still whole haven't contract. Read that his whole contract this year is un uh, or non guaranteed, which is crazy to me. <laughs> that's, I mean, maybe maybe that's part of where um, of where that comes from, or the fact that his teammate gets paid more than him, and he probably feels like he's better than Byron Jones. Oh, so well, again, but that goes to what the market dictated at the time. Like, it's sure, just, that's sure. not on anyone. Right, right. No, they clearly didn't do it like "fuck you," Xavier Howard. Like, we're right. gonna give, we're going to give this guy the con. Like, clearly, that's not their motivation. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'll always sort of side with the players, unless it's just something crazy. And and you know, this is this is borderline crazy because you literally <laughs> just started your contract. Um, I assume this is the first big money contract he's ever signed, and yeah, this is his first know. contract outside of uh, out of his rookie deal, right? So, I, I mean, I'm never going to feel bad for someone who signed a five year, seventy five million dollar contract, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could just be the the fact that the whole thing's non guaranteed. See how this thing breaks this down. year. I'm looking at this breakdown here real quick just to see exactly. So his base salary this year is twelve million. With a 1.4 signing bonus. Um, next year, same. Potential out after this season for the team. It would be a three-year, $39 million deal with 2.8 in dead cap if they were to cut him at that point. like That's what the deal would turn into, which is... okay. So how much see. of the 75 was guaranteed? Uh... Three, I'm looking for uh, seven, 27 guaranteed at sign. So total guaranteed, I'm sorry, was 39. 39 out of the 75. So more than half. Okay. But yet in the second year of the deal, he's playing for 12 million non-guaranteed? 
That's crazy. But okay, non guaranteed is just because of the way that they structure when you get your money. Like he's still going to get his guaranteed forty mil, whether it comes from twelve million in salary guaranteed this year, or whether it comes from whatever other uh, bonuses they're breaking it down and giving it to him in. Like he's going to get that guaranteed money. So the whole. 12 million unguaranteed. Like, dude, if you go out there and you play your season, even if you get hurt, like, you're still getting that. They're not going to let you go from your contract because you didn't play half the season. Like, it's, that's not a real – I mean, that's really not a realistic possibility, I, I guess. Well, but it is. That's the problem. In the NFL, it is. But it is not a possibility. in – Here's – here's and, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm really not. Um, but, it. like, I'm, I'm reading through and seeing – where his issues were, and it's literally they offered solutions such as more guaranteed money on a reworked contract, and the organization said no. So his, his the guarantee was literally the sticking point for him. So we may find it negligible that he's you know upset about the twelve million non guaranteed, but that means something to him. And you know, you can always tell with people of these levels. That this stuff, I mean, yeah, you might get it no matter what, but this stuff means something to you. Like, you figure people of your stature shouldn't have to deal with non-guaranteed okay, contracts. Okay, but I'm, I'm looking at contract notes here, and it says that the remaining 9.57 of his 2021 salary fully guarantees as of 319.21. So that was uh, four months ago. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is already guaranteed. Like, this is, I don't, okay. Yeah, see, it doesn't say we're that. Not, I don't, I'm, we're I'm, not, geez, I'm just whatever. looking at, well, I'm looking at something that didn't like get, that didn't come out today. This was already like a, a workout of the contract and it's got contract notes and everything. This seems like it's from whenever they signed it. So it's got some more detail in it, but I'm not an agent. I, I like, I can tell you what I see here. I don't, as a regular person looking at this guy talking about $40 million in guaranteed money. Again, it's, it's a little hard to, to really be like, dude, just you know, go play one more season, and then we'll talk about it. Like, let's, yeah, can we can we talk about this then? Like, um, especially if that note is true, and and the and the it, you know guaranteed back in more at least nine point seven of it. It's a twelve million, so maybe he does. Maybe there is three and a half like on the table, but um, so maybe it's not fully guaranteed, and we start getting into this verbiage. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where you can you can start splitting hairs here because we right. we can both agree he's a very good player and the Dolphins will be worse if he's not starting for them this year, but it also seems like he's being very sensitive about some of this stuff where it's just, um, it's semantics, but they're semantics that are important to him and he doesn't feel like they've respected that, which, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> I get it, and yeah. I just it's. Eh. You know, it is what it is. It's just, just, it's not the first time we've seen something like this. It's definitely not going to be the last time. Right. Um, my issue with it, really, at the end of the day, is that the teams keep setting the precedent that they just end up trading these guys anyway. And it's like, yo, like, put your foot down. You signed them to this deal, right? Like, it, let's just do this. Like, I don't understand why they all cave. And I get it. I guess it is for perception in the league because you're still trying to attract free agents, um, especially us. Like, we have a good young coach that's popular in the league. Like, we don't really want to fuck up our image right now, which this is totally doing. And I understand that that's a leverage point for him for right. sure. Right. But um, yeah, man, this is uh, I hate just these situations and it sucks that it's my team now in the middle of it. I know. I know. And, and I mean, I think we both have, have sort of, and, and, you know, we're not alone on this. We both sort of gone out there and said that we think the Dolphins would be really good this year. Like, it's not like he's yeah. doing it on the Bengals. No. Yeah, um, for sure. 
I mean, you're doing it on a, on a playoff contender. So, yeah, yeah so. we'll see. Hopefully they smooth it over and figure something out and he can just stay there. But um, once this offense blows up, once this offense blows up and two is throwing bombs to Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller and we're scoring 42 points a game, it doesn't matter that we lost a cornerback. <laughs> there, I said. Oh, I, I, I love your irrational. Let's fucking go. Yo, training camp it. starts this week. We're definitely going to talk about the NFL next week, like super heavy after we see some uh, actual training camp footage and we've got some notes from the, from the media. We're going to yeah. go NFL heavy. But um, one thing I want to talk about before we – uh, end our NFL talk and move on is the vaccine situation. So, I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I know you're vaccinated as well. Uh, so that's kind of where, that's where we stand on this. I just feel like personally, if your ego is too big to not take the word of scientists and doctors telling you that this is something that you should be doing, I don't know what else to say to you. I'm not going to argue with you at that point. Like, it's just, if that shit doesn't convince you, I'm fucking not going to convince you. So whatever. Um, So that's where I am with that. Now, the NFL, they are basically telling you that if you do not get a vaccine, you are going to live under 2020 conditions. Yeah. Meaning, uh, you know, virtual meetings for coaches. You're basically never going to have face-to-face time with your players. Daily uh, tests. With, right. Daily tests, which is probably a huge pain in the ass already. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and, I mean, it's from what we can tell, it has cost the job of two different position coaches around the league. The offensive line or the run game coordinator in Minnesota and – I think it's a strength and conditioning coach from the Patriots who have both said that they're just like, they're not going to do it. And because of those particular reasons, they've either been let go or, you know, put on leave or suspend, whatever, however they, whatever the most legally safe way it is for the teams to get them off of there. That's what they did. Right. Um, so what do you think about, I mean, I don't know. This is a whole just situation in this country right now. What do you, what do you think about it in terms of the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I, I I totally understand it. Um, I feel like one of the the big tragedies of our lifetime is the fact that medical science has created something to stop a worldwide pandemic, and because people think because they have computers and the internet that they don't believe it, and right. we're gonna end up. Seeing, <laughs> I, I would assume there's going to be at least one forfeit this year, uh, especially when you have, I believe, still two teams that are less than 50% vaccinated. Um, it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. It, the, I mean, we've we've both experienced it ourselves. COVID's sort of one of those things where it's it's a matter of uh, when and not if. Like it's going to happen to you. Like people don't go their whole lives without get, catching a cold or getting the flu at least once. It's it's going to happen. So yeah. You know, and the whether way that this thing is going around out there, like it's like it's right. going to happen. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we both live in Florida. It's there's fifteen thousand cases a day here again. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I I I totally understand where the NFL is coming from. They're trying to protect their money. Um, they're trying to incentivize teams. Like we're not playing around this year. If if you don't have enough players to suit up, then you're just going to forfeit the game. 
And uh, I don't know if you saw, but if you forfeit a game, you also forfeit game checks. Yeah, buddy. I did see that. So, oh. so now you're messing with people's pockets, too. So as of this morning, 85 percent. I'm sorry. As of this morning, 85 percent of the league's players have received at least one shot. 14 of the 32 clubs have a vaccination rate of over 90 percent. So not even half of the team. Right. Right. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. Like, I these don't are know. people that, I mean, from a moral standpoint, like people look up to you, dude. Like, you, <laughs> why are we listening to Facebook? Um, that's insane. As of Friday, yeah. 80% of the league's players had received at least one dose. So now that we're at Tuesday, we're up to 85%. Okay, so at least we are... I don't understand how – I mean, I guess if we're at 85% of the league but only 14 teams are at 90%, everybody else is at least like in the 80s or well, the, the number or the 70s. Yeah, the, uh, I think the Washington football team and one other team are less than 50%. So they, they take a big gap of that. It's unbelievable that the team from our nation's capital is <laughs> well, leading the way. That's where most of the fake stuff comes from. Imagine. Yeah, or at least amazing. it used to. It used right. to. <laughs> um, Terrific. And then now we right, got let's players. let's not go too deep into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start getting political yeah. on this thing. Yeah, no, 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 this didn't happen. So now you got players like DeAndre Hopkins who are yeah. reacting to this news and uh what is it that he said exactly? He's having a question his future, basically. Yeah, yeah, that if now if him not getting a vaccine is gonna start putting his team yeah, if if being in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to take part in a vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. I mean, the, the grammar could have been a little better, but I get you. Right. Um, and then he says, by the way, I got about nine more years in me. I'll have a good day. So, like, what is – if you don't – I mean, there are some actual, like, I guess, medical reasons for you not to want to take it. Like, I totally get that, right? If you're um, – in, like your immune system is easily, easily compromised. Um, I mean, if you're a woman and you're thinking about getting pregnant and you don't understand like with terms of fertility and stuff like that, like I totally get that too, right? So there are, I'm not saying that this is like, I'm not open to listening as to why you don't want to do it. But outside of something like that, anything just based on cultural opinion, if that is where your argument is coming from, I'm sorry, there's no cultural opinion in science. It's science, right? Like, it's facts, bro. Like, so that's I'm just it just I just think it's nonsense from that point of view. It is, it is, and I I think as you go through the next few months, uh, you're going to start seeing it be required in certain places. I think it's going to start at the federal level, uh, federal employees, and then it'll work its way down to to things like like sporting events and you know the people that participate in and people you know that that type of thing. Whether it's the the people in the stands. Or the players on the field, because you're just at a certain point, you're messing with money. And it's the same with the NBA when they had to cancel these games and postpone these games. Granted, they didn't really have any fans in the stands when they were doing it, but you're still you're messing with your TV schedule. You're messing with all kinds of stuff. And, you know, these aren't little rinky dink operations. These are million dollar events that you're having to postpone right. because people just have their head up their ass. Correct. And, and like you so, said, it, it is a matter of, it's just a matter of, uh, of when one of these forfeits, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, 
and then we're just gonna see the shitstorm erupt. Right. Uh, especially like, and from that point of view, like, if you're, I, I feel like you should get your game check if you're vaccinated. If some shit like that happens, right? Because that, yo, I did everything that you asked me to do. I am not gonna pay the price for Joe Schmo over here who, you know, wears aluminum foil on his head and he doesn't want to get microchipped. Like, that's not, I'm not doing it. So, like, there's got to be some sort of way to distinguish for those people. Um, but, yeah. So, this is just a whole ton of shit going on. Uh, it, as we get into the season, like you say, as real money starts getting fucked with, we'll see how this really shakes out and who is going to stand by everything. Uh, like the psychopath Cole Beasley, I'm convinced he's just never going to get the vaccine. Um <laughs> And yeah, man, he's gonna die living. <laughs> I live my life. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm good with the, the the whole vaccine talk at this point. I am excited yeah. to see our guys on the field. Most everybody is uh, gonna have reported. I know the Dolphins reported today, so we'll have full team practices by this weekend that we can talk about next week. I'm sure the Browns as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll see a couple of the storylines that come out of the. I know I'm not hoping it happens, but it always does. Somebody always gets hurt the first week back. It's like they're not ready to come back or something. It's nonsense. But right. uh, hopefully it doesn't happen this season, but we'll see what's up next week when we talk about the NFL a little bit more in depth. For so, sure. Let's go into the next best thing that's going on. So the Bucks won the NBA championship last we week. We do need to lead off with that because when we were going over our, our pregame, uh, we did not mention that once. <laughs> I know. I just so thought of it as yeah. uh, the Bucks came back from down 0-2 to the Phoenix Suns and rattled off four straight a la 2006 Miami Heat, which I had compared the Suns to, and won an NBA championship. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the most genuinely Ooh. nice people I have ever seen, so I am happy for him despite them and embarrassing us in the first round they did they're on a mission man they're they just, really were there wasn't I mean, there wasn't anything you're really going to do about that they're just they were too good i guess the consolation is that we lost to the champs like two seasons in a row right that is that is the consolation for sure because yeah they were they were they're pretty awesome they were um, they lost the I first mean, game in the last three series right they did because they lost the first game to atlanta and they lost the First game to Brooklyn, probably. They lost the yeah. first two to Brooklyn. Yeah, and Atlanta was one. Right. Um, Atlanta was just game one. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty incredible, actually. Uh, yeah. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was a fucking closer. I am so glad Chris Middleton plays for Team USA, despite them sucking so much. Because like, if it comes down yeah. to it, like that dude is cold. He everything he did in the fourth quarter. I kept watching him, and I'm like. When's he just going to clank one off the front of the rim? Like, nope. Everything he put up was perfect. Every play that dude made was perfect. Like, Giannis is just an absolute savage, right? And he's like the Tasmanian devil out there. And he just, like, destroys everything in his path. But Middleton is just cleaning up all the little Every little um, pick and roll that they ran with him, every time he took a jumper, it was just – it was money. It was silk. It was the most incredible – I'm like, yo – who is this guy? Like, why? How many MVPs has he won? Uh, because that was like an incredible performance from Chris Middleton in the in the final. I wouldn't have been surprised. Obviously, they couldn't, but I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been upset if they gave him the Finals MVP. Like, that's how well he played in this series for for Milwaukee. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, 
Well, and and we should, besides for for how funny he was afterwards, uh, I, I'm not sure how many people watched his uh, his Chick Fil A order the 50, uh, on Instagram. The 50 chick minis, chick minis. Not not 49, not 51, 50. 50. He was very specific on how many he wanted. Um, that that game six performance was, uh, I mean, that was Amazing. just out of this world. Yeah, it was out of this world. That's that's the best finals performance singular game. That I've ever seen. 50, 14, and five blocks. It just it was nuts. It was crazy. He's yeah, he's was, so good. He was he was outrageous in this series. He was outrageous throughout the entire postseason. His knee, uh, like two weeks earlier, bent 15 degrees in the wrong direction. We all saw it. We all were like, right. oh man, it's gonna be like 15 months. This is a la Kevin Durant all over again. And right. no, nah, man, he comes out and starts game one of the finals and he goes on to win finals MVP. It's really like a fucking crazy story. Like, this is yeah. amazing what this man has just done. I don't know if enough people are really appreciating it. I know I'm a little bit of a Bucks hater just because I'm salty, but that is just <laughs> like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny part about his series was the worst game that he played was game one and he had 20 and 17. I mean, that's some guy's best game of their career and and this dude was like oh man what a disappointing first game he only had 20 and 17 <laughs> like you just it's it's kind of incredible the the bar he set for himself because he's and i've talked about this with a bunch of my friends he's he's almost a walking 30 and 10 which to say that out loud is <laughs> is crazy i mean we live in an age of lebron james and we have a man that's just walking around and he can just if he plays in the game for thirty to thirty-five to forty minutes, he's gonna get thirty and ten. And then if he has a crazy game, then he's at fifty and fifteen. 50 and like 15. <laughs> it's it's nuts. It really is. And and you know, they're in my division, so I'm not like excited that the Bucks are really good. But my God, like the dude's twenty-six. Like he's got a lot of basketball left in front of him. So yeah. It's, <sighs> um... It's 15 to be... 17 from the line in game six. Yeah, he fucking put that together, man. If 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 that's his new, I mean, I don't expect them to shoot like that all the time, but he's not, yeah, he's not gonna be a 90% free throw shooter, but 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 if he's 75 to 80, good God. Like you can't do anything. So every time he goes to the basket, you either give him the the dunk or you follow him and he hits, you know, 75% of his foul shots. And he, yeah. again, walking 30 and 10. Yeah, it's that's oh my god. It's nuts. I thought of this today too. The last two champions traded for for guys from the New Orleans Pelicans. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus, yep, and that's kind of crazy, <laughs> right? And they but them together. I mean, yeah, but them together, they were uh, they were a first round swept out of the playoffs team. So, well, they actually swept Portland the year that they made the playoffs. Oh, they did the sweep. Oh, you're right. Yeah, did they really? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, I mean Davis and Holiday both had to basically average thirty for them to do right. it. But Whoa. yeah, that's the problem, right? <laughs> so this is where it it didn't work. But right, um, yeah, man. So that's the finals was great. It, the games were good. It shout out to the Suns. They didn't get you know blown out. Uh, one of the games they did, I think it was what game three. They probably got blown out. If, they no, did. game four, three or four. Yeah, three, three, three. Because it was the first game back in Milwaukee. Yeah, they lost uh, by twenty. They, yeah, then they they made it close in game four up there as well. They almost won game five back in Phoenix. Uh, shit just went haywire at the end for them. Uh, and then game six, honestly, was an unstoppable force. 
they yeah. were not the Bucks weren't gonna lose that game back in Milwaukee that night. Like they it wasn't gonna Giannis wasn't gonna let that happen. Chris Middleton wasn't gonna let that happen, no matter how hard uh Busenhoder, Busen, whatever his name is, tried to make it happen. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was that was meant to be that night. Well, and and you can throw out these uh you know, every every series has these signature plays. Um Giannis's block in game what was it, game four five. against Aiton? Five. Well, I think I think five. game five was the the alley oop. The one, the yeah, the 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 no game all oh, game five, but the alley oop and the block were in the same game. I don't think so. I think they're two different no. games. Yeah, but yeah, the block games. the block on the alley oop that Aiton was going to do. Uh, yeah, because that was a pass from Chris Paul. No, and then he just Booker. Uh, that was, was a, that was a, like Booker. a toss-up from right? Booker. Booker. Yes, it was Booker. And, yeah, he was going to dunk it, and Giannis blocked it. And that was in Milwaukee in game four. And then game five, it was that holiday steal on one end with like 15 seconds left. And yep. then he, on a fast break, he, he ooped to, uh, to Giannis. And then he just flexed at the crowd. After, after he inexplicably, you know, Chris Paul loses the ball to, to holiday. And, and, yeah, it's just, oh, my God. Right. That was such a crazy turn of events. It right. was it was Phoenix down one with Chris Paul with, with Chris Paul having the ball in his hands at the three point line to Giannis flying through the air and destroying the rim and now you're down right. three and he's flexing right. everybody and you're like oh shit with like eleven seconds left or something yeah, yeah. it's like what the hell just happened yeah um so yeah so shout out to the Suns they will be a competitive team going forward they're still gonna keep that core together I mean Chris Paul technically can hit free agency and I'm sure he will maybe, I mean, I'm not sure. I was saying, might, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that's that. That's a good one in a segue. Minute. I mean, you want to go, yeah. you want to go draft first or you want to go free agency? We can do free agency. We can do free agency. So, so that's a good segue in because this is going to be a free agency period. I think it's going to be defined by what happens with the point guards out there between Chris Paul, um, Kyle Lowry, uh, Lonzo Ball. There is a lot of, point card situation going on um so what do you where do you want to start with free agency what do you who, who are the most highly anticipated free agents in your in your mind so i i think i have five and you just mentioned three of them uh one of them i'm fairly certain we're not gonna have to worry about and then the four or the fifth is a restricted free agent um so let's let's start with the point guards uh, we've, we've just talked about Chris Paul. He obviously can opt yep. out of his contract. I think we both, and, and we can elaborate, but I think we both sort of expect him to re-sign in Phoenix. Yeah. I expect him to opt out of the contract and try to get more money from them. Um, yeah. and a longer, like a three-year deal again, instead of, cause he's got one year for 20, no, one year for, for like 42. Right. Um, so I think he's going to try to flip that into like you can probably get three years for ninety on that. I, uh, I was actually gonna say two ninety. Jesus Christ, man! Is he... <laughs> I don't know if I'm down to pay forty five million dollars a year for a thirty six year old point guard, but well, um, it's Chris Paul. It's the point guy. Yeah, and look you, what he just did with this. Quarter, I was gonna so... say what? What? I mean, at, at this point, what do you? What price tag you putting? You just yeah. had a playoff run because of him. You're gonna pay him whatever he wants. That's true. No, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I do. I expect him to chase more money, but I don't expect him to leave Phoenix. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but I, I, I right. I, I mean, this is the closest he's gotten to. Like, it's a very um, mutually beneficial relationship there. Absolutely, because let's let's say because I, I think it's fairly obvious that his other reasonable route. People talk about the Lakers. Where the hell would they find the cap room? 
the only reasonable route is going to his old agent in New York, which if you think that the Knicks situation is somehow better than the Sun situation, I, then I don't, I don't know that we can really talk about basketball. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I, I the think garden, right bro, now, play yeah. at the garden, man. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Is anything more overblown than stuff like that? I, I don't. There's I don't nothing understand. in sports more overblown than the Knicks, uh, just illogical love for that super old building that <laughs> has really never yielded them much positive results overall. I, I don't. It's get that it. it's that theater lighting, bro. That's that's what it is. The court's you, lit. That's the crowd is is uh, dark. You know, you tell me that Patriots fans are attached to Gillette Stadium, right? Because well, I mean, once they got there, they started winning championships. Like I'm here for, it, man. That's, you know, that's cool. I get you guys haven't won shit. Since the seventies, what is the love fest with the building? Right. Um, so, whatever, well, Billy Joel played there. Movie, yeah, hey, <laughs> I think he played there with Elton John, and that's that's one of the, that's one of the nights that the foundation shook. Right. Um, so yeah, I, the, we veered way off point by just trashing the you know Madison Square Garden uh, hollowed ground of basketball. But back to Chris Paul, yeah, the only other that's that's really the only other place I can afford him and is an anywhere near in the same conversation type of like, can we make something happen team? Yeah. But then you look around and say, where's my Devin Booker? Where's my DeAndre Aiden? Where's my Mikel Bridges? Right. And You've got you... one, one year of Randall who's like not done it before and not to this extent. And like, now you have really no basis to think he could do it again. What if this say. was just like, like what if this was just uh, a product of the very, very strange 18 months that the world has experienced right like right somehow this is you managed to stay home and work out all this time right because they didn't make the bubble and like this is the result but now what if we're going to get the same uh player that we saw from before next year like there's no if you're chris paul i don't think you roll the dice on that i was gonna say ask ask atlanta how scared they were of the knicks uh yeah so so i i feel like he's we have to put him on the list but I feel like he's going to stay. Uh, yeah, that's probably years. taken care of. Yeah, that's probably taken care of. Um, Kyle Lowry would be next. I think Lowry probably has the most interesting free agency of any of the top five. Uh, he's unrestricted, obviously. Yep. He's won a title in Toronto. Uh, I don't think either of us – it's possible, but I don't think either of us think that he's going back to Toronto. No. Um, but he's very, very coveted. Uh, I know both L.A. teams. Again, how the hell they'd afford him, I don't know, but – they're both in on Lowry. Uh, you guys, Miami Heat, in on Lowry. Um, the only other one I really – I know they, they listed five. I can't think of the fifth one. Uh, the fourth – well, the fourth one was New Orleans. Mm. I can't think of who the fifth one is. But um, I think those are probably the most – maybe just Toronto. Uh, right, right. I mean, that's another 36-year-old point card. Yeah. I mean, I know – He's seventeen and seven last year. He's still one of the best in terms of um, defense at that position, right? He's not, yes. maybe not Chris Paul, but he's definitely you know a good defensive player. Um, reports are he's asking for three for ninety. So uh, again, are you willing to pay that for a thirty-six-year-old point guard? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think like from a heat perspective, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> those numbers did not really appease me, but we are in a pretty crappy situation in terms of point guard. So I don't know. I don't know how, I, I don't want to pay that money for him, but he's going to get yeah. it from somebody. He's going to get it from somebody. 
He is. He is. And the fifth one might be the most interesting is Philadelphia. I forgot about mm. that. Because Philadelphia needs Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Philadelphia needed Kyle Lowry last year. And the fact they didn't trade for him was, was I think, a pretty big miss. Because um, they could have shifted Simmons around during crunch time and it wouldn't right. have been as important of you know what he was doing with the ball late in the fourth quarter if you have Kyle Lowry on the court with Embiid. But then we would have um, never been able to trash Simmons like we did, guys. That would have been no fun. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My team kids keeps getting mentioned with him, so I I, I do like that. Anytime uh, you can get, uh, you know, twenty five year old superstars with four years left on their deal, you might as well try. You know, it's a really really loose use of the word superstar, bro. Hey, man. I guess it depends on what your uh, your definition is. You finished second in defensive player of the year. Average 14, 8, and 8 for a season. I mean, so then you bad. become a mental midget in the playoffs. I don't know if that's worth <laughs> – I mean, that's where the money counts. That's true. That is true. Very true. And that's that's why they're going to trade him. <laughs> it is why they're going to trade him. They were the one seed in the East. And I don't think he can I don't think he cannot succeed somewhere else. I think if he's put in the right situation, he definitely can succeed. He's a talented kid. Uh, yeah. He's not shitty at all. But this – he was kind of just not in a place where he can do what he does best. And they relied on him for other shit that just wasn't working. And Right. Yeah. If they had Kyle Lowry, they, uh, they are a different looking team and they probably Absolutely. get past uh, Atlanta easily. Oh, probably. for sure. So, yeah, for um, sure. For sure. They get by Atlanta because because he, he'd take more than four shots. Lowry would take more than four <laughs> shots in the fourth quarter. So yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So, so, so Lowry's else? probably the most interesting. And then the third of the point guards that you mentioned, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo Ball, the, the worst of the two Ball brothers. Um, we're not even going to mention LiAngelo. We're not, that doesn't exist. And the higher uh, draft pick. Uh, correct. Yes, you're right. Two and three. Um, so it doesn't look like New Orleans is going to bring him back, which is kind of goofy. I don't really understand Well, he's restricted. Why. He is restricted, but I don't think – I think there's a pretty low amount that they won't go past. To yeah, like, like – so but we're just banking on some – you think somebody's definitely going to throw an offer at Lonzo? Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. I, I feel like if, if it's not Chicago, I'll be shocked. I feel like Chicago's going to throw four for 80 at him, and I, I don't see New Orleans being like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay $20 million for, for Lonzo Ball. Right. I, I, maybe they should, but I don't think they will. Um, they fairly obviously freed up that cap space for, for Lowry. And I think that the only way that they do even think about Lonzo Ball is if they strike out on Lowry. Because they, they cleared out, uh, if they renounce Ball and Josh Hart, they cleared out more than $30 million a year. I think $36 million, um, to sign someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there's your cap space right there. If if they yep. keep ball, then they're down to 25 million. If they don't renounce his rights, and I'm sorry, I think that was Josh higher. Hart. Yeah, I was gonna exactly. say that sounds like a low number for for ball. Yeah, I um, think it was actually Josh Hart. Josh Hart has an 11 million dollar hold, so they could bring back Josh Hart and still have 25 million. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much it's gonna take. I as a Heat person, I don't know how. I mean, we've got. A little bit of um, of cap space because we can always instead of activating these player options that we have on uh, these team options that we have on Iggy and Goron, we can always 
uh, renounce those and use that salary to go and, and sign somebody. So the, the the possibilities are there, but I mean, I, he would solve some issues for us because he's just going to be a facilitator. He's going to get the ball out of uh, Bam and Jimmy's hands in situations that they don't really need to be holding the ball in or dribbling it down court so that they can work off ball and, and be the successful duo that we believe they can be, and he can shoot well enough. He started shooting last year. His three-point percentage went up for the first time, I think, in his career. It's, I think he shot a career high last year, which, again, that goes back to my whole Julius Randle uh, argument, like, oh, it's only been one year. Like, how do you know? But um, his was actually two. Because oh, was it two already? He I'm shot almost 38% from three during the bubble season. Um, and then he was 38% last year, too. So okay. he's he's built some consistency. He's got about 100, 100 or so games uh, at around 38% from three. So – um, you're getting close where that's just okay. That's what Lonzo Ball shoots. Yeah, from he's got okay. he's bumped his he's bumped his career number up to thirty five point three. Yeah, so and that's good. I mean, if you're thirty five percent, yeah, yeah, if you're thirty five percent three point shooter in this league right now, and you can handle the ball, you can facilitate, you can, um, you can eliminate the turnovers. What's he averages two turnovers a game? Yeah. I mean, yo, like I in my particular team situation, like this is. This is a great replacement to Goran Dragic because we're giving Goran Dragic like $18 million a year right now. Anyway, this was probably yeah. cost more, but like not much more, maybe five more at tops, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I still Lonzo's think we're at 20. Okay. I mean, well, if so we're going to have to battle somebody out, like, because I know, she, I think, like, I agree with you. I think Chicago is absolutely going to make a run at Lonzo Ball and the Knicks might as well. Um, so I don't think right. it's just going to be like us pick like the number that we want to offer him and like, Hey, take it or leave it. No, he's going to have options. So, right. Uh, I would assume it would, I assume he's going to get somewhere between like 21 and 24 if there's a bidding war for him. Yeah, no, you, you, you're very, I think you're on the right track. Honestly, I, I do think you're right. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he turns into a sign and trade, um, mm. with whatever team he goes to. Uh, I, I had heard today floated uh, the Pacers and getting signed and traded for Malcolm Brogdon, which was interesting. Well, um, let me tell you something about a sign and trade. Goran Dragic has a very, very, very close relationship with David Griffin. Like David Griffin refers to him as his son. Um, obviously, David Griffin runs the Pelicans. He does. Uh, so that would be a very interesting situation there. Uh, because then we can we can put Goran we can put Gogi off into a good we're not just cutting them we can put them in a good situation. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't really matter really from a business perspective. That's just me being a Heat fan. That's true. So. That's true. That's okay. We we can bring our fandom into this every once in a while. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So those are the three point guards. Um, yeah. I, I think they're going to be interesting. Um, yeah, they'll 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 have some movement on them almost right away. So that'll be fun. Uh, the fourth guy I want to talk about, I think we're both probably in agreement that he's not leaving L.A., but it would be Kawhi Leonard. Um, I was just thinking about Kawhi Leonard, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain he's going to opt out, like we talked about before, uh, but I think he's going to opt out and sign an extension. That would be my uh, thought process, especially now that he's injured. I don't see him going anywhere to rehab somewhere that's not L.A. It just doesn't make sense at this point. So yeah, I he's mean, he's a he's gonna be a free agent in in theory, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Please go ahead. I don't. I don't see why he would opt out again. Like, 
opt in, there's no chance of you getting hurt. You're not going to play next season. And then just go straight for the 10-year vet supermax that you can get at that point. Uh, what is it? Five-year, 217 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I don't think I think he's just gonna activate his player option, rehab, not go anywhere, and then re-sign with the Clippers. So this was his tenth season. Just to throw this it out was there. this was twenty twenty one was his tenth season. So he can actually do that contract you're discussing. He can do that now. Now, now. Okay, then if that's the case, then I agree with him just opting on and signing that. Yeah, just go yeah. get that. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought it was next year. I thought it was next year. Okay. No, I think that's um, why he built this uh, this opt out into that contract because he signed a three year, which everyone was surprised he right. didn't sign for the full four. He right. signed a three year with an option with after two, two years. Two and an option, right? Right. Yeah, and right. And everybody sort of thought, is that just him putting their feet to the fire, or is there another reason? And I, I, I mean, it could have been both, right? If they didn't, I mean, not sure. that they've been successful, but they've had a moderate amount of success in the two seasons they've been together. Like he could have absolutely just been like, yo, I'm out. Listen, man, they may have come out of the West if he didn't get hurt, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he, no, was, sure. he was incredible against Dallas, and he was incredible against Utah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, when healthy, yeah. is a what a top three player, maybe top five to, at top worst. Top five for sure, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Really, so, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi's not really a free agent, but, yeah, he's uh, technically a free agent. Just in theory. Just in theory. What else so you the got? Last do you want one, to talk about? The last one, I, I don't even have any teams. Um, I just think that he's going to get offers just because of the lack of, of talent behind him. Um, and that's John Collins for Atlanta. Uh, yep. I agree. Also restricted. Yep. Um, kind of surprising that he got all the way to this point that Atlanta didn't just pay him because the man's averaged 20 and 10 the last two years. Um, right. and, and as someone whose team employs Kevin Love, I can tell you those seasons don't fall from trees. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume that's another candidate for the Knicks. Um, we Atlanta have to assume certainly... that Atlanta's going to match anything that they offer this kid, right? You can't let this kid go. Like, him and Trey Young are the Atlanta Hawks. And I agree. I really do. Um, I just – Whenever teams let it get to this point, because it none of these other stars that come off their rookie contracts, none of them ever get to to, to this restricted free restricted agency. free agency. They've yeah. always, they especially always when signed. you've averaged twenty and ten for two years. Right, they what always sign the for? extension as soon as they're extension eligible. Exactly, like like day one. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, that's so um, that is strange that they got to this, and I mean. I don't know why. Did they just not believe in him up until now? John Collins, like you said, has been a good player for a bad team for the past couple of years. Like he didn't exactly. get substantially better this year. The team got substantially better and was able to highlight him more. So, like, um, I don't know. Like, what? Yeah, why are we? Why are we here? And right. I, th- I still think that the best thing they can do is. I mean, the problem is now they they don't get to dictate the terms. Essentially, exactly. They're gonna, they're exactly. gonna have to. They can, ha- they can have a number that they want in mind, and New York come and give them a ridiculous twenty-five more or something, and then you're just stuck with like, oh shit, right, uh, right. So either see, we're ruining yeah, our path, or it would be, I guess, yeah, it would be New York probably being 
the Knicks are just looking to fuck somebody's day up somewhere. Like <laughs> they are because they don't they don't have any any high end star talent that's signed to any sort of deal. Correct. They only they're only guys with more than one year deals are guys on rookie contracts. Yeah, that team was put together by accident and they're absolutely not going to replicate any sort of success that they just did. Like that's not they didn't no. they don't have a core. Like no. there's there not there was just like a band of brothers for one season. Like that's just how that shit happens. Right. Um so well, Tom Thibodeau is a, a regular season coach. I mean, let's let's Yeah, no. Nick fans enjoy your one playoff win that you'll get this decade after you got your one playoff <laughs> win last decade. Um let me know how that's going for you. I've got the address to MSG. I'll send you guys a letter from the finals yeah. when the Heat are yeah. back in it because that's oh, where boy. we belong. Oh, Culture. Um, <laughs> so John Collins. Uh, John Collins may end up being on that Knicks team or as he should be on the Hawks team, they should absolutely match whatever somebody throws at this kid. Yeah. It's him and Trey yeah. Young, dude. Like you, you're not you're too close to being good to hit the reset button on fifty percent of your power couple. Like you're still missing a star. Like if you need three these days, you've got two. Like why right. would you go backwards? It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, right. And you and, still haven't and, had to they I mean, Trey Young hasn't signed a max yet, right? He's still I think that's after next year, right? Uh no, that's this year. <laughs> Is it this year too? Yeah, they're they're eligible now. It wouldn't kick in this year. It would kick in the no, year after. No, but to sign it, yeah, yeah, because he's the same draft as Colin Sexton, and that's why we've been going through all this crap the last couple, like month or so, is because you know they don't know if the Cavs want to pay Colin Sexton. Well, Luka Doncic and Trey Young were picked right ahead of Colin Sexton, so yeah, they're they're and DeAndre Ayton, and, he's he's eligible too, which I think would also mean Mikael Bridges. Yeah, because they were in the same draft, right. So yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot of those guys getting getting paid this summer. It just won't kick in until next year. Right. Interesting. We we've got a lot going down there. That is awesome. Trey the Trey Young. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna get a max extension. I assume, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did he has he made an All NBA team? Did he make it? This no, year? just no. just okay. Luca, just Luca, just Luca. But still, Luca's Luca's rookie extension is. Worth up to two hundred and three million dollars. I heard, yeah, like two hundred two, two hundred three. That's insane. Yep, yep. He is twenty three years old. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, glorious. All right, so that's free agency kicks off Monday, August second. You get that uh, uh, moratorium period that just you you, right. you can talk, but you can't sign. Um, I think it's Fire up Twitter.com. Woj will be firing right. bombs. Yeah, turn your notifications on. Woj bombs will be dropping Schefter bombs because that dude thinks he, he's an NBA newsbreaker now. Um, I mean, if I'm a, somebody trying to figure out how to give out tips in the NBA and Schefter's like, yo, and I'm starting out, like, yo, I want to talk to Adam Schefter. I'd be giving <laughs> you inside information. So that's actually not a bad idea from ESPN. But yeah, Woj bombs will be a drop in on Twitter. I, don't, I feel like an old person. I don't really get on Twitter very much. Oof, Except so for great. when situations like this arise, or when I need to know yeah. if something's happening like real time, I do right. open up Twitter and go to the search bar and type it in, and like you start seeing the world. I'm like, all right, cool, this is really happening. Yes, absolutely. So that's free agency. The next big thing that we've got in the NBA is on. So, so this is Tuesday night. On Thursday night, we've got the NBA draft. Bum, 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 bum. That was supposed to be the <laughs> NBA music. Um, yes. So. 
number one, the Detroit Pistons, I mean, they're taking Kate Cunningham. There's talk out there that they are still doing their due diligence, quote unquote. I mean, it's horseshit. They're taking this kid. They're this is this is the best player of a good, good draft. So um I don't I mean I don't really want to talk about him too much because I don't think that that's as interesting as what can happen behind him. Yeah, yeah. I uh I mean the, the two most interesting things that I've seen on Twitter.com was uh Stop Oklahoma's com. <laughs> I I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um so Oklahoma City obviously has just draft picks out the wazoo. Yep. Um they're starting to um offer those for different things. Basically start to flex their their muscle as uh as far as draft time comes. Sam Preston's um, draft capital. That's it. That's it. What are we up to? 18 first round picks in the next seven years? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. The dude needs like a virtual Fort Knox for his draft picks. Correct. Um, there were talks of uh, number six and Shea Gildress Alexander for number one overall. Uh, obviously, Detroit to this point has turned that down. I don't know if I would turn that down. If I, was I wouldn't down. turn that down. That's the first time I yeah. hear that, and I wouldn't turn it down. I'd be like, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that's a proven 23 point a game score and yeah. a six overall pick. Yeah. yeah, so he's what I would want this kid to become so far, and I get to take another shot five spots later, six spots later. Yeah, right. let's take that all day, all right. day. Mr. Right. Presty, you have a deal. Right. <laughs> and he still really yeah. doesn't kill his draft capital. That's his own pick. He's tra- it's like one of his own picks. Exactly, exactly. So you could <laughs> probably not even one of the 17 of, of anybody else's that they own. He'd probably throw 18 this year in just as like a consolation. Like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, give me a second and I'll give you 18 and then you're done. Have a, have a quarter. <laughs> right, exactly. Just fling it to you like one of those guys on the street in the 20s. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> That's really the the most interesting thing I've heard for for number one. Otherwise, I I feel like you're right. It's Cunningham to the Pistons at one, um, and then you sort of move on from there. I would love uh, to see the number one pick get traded. Yeah, it hasn't Just happened since Philly happen and Boston enough. Yeah, it doesn't happen enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, and which always surprises me because like you'd have to assume you just get just a crazy amount of value, right? But I mean, sometimes, I mean, especially with the NBA, like a five-man sport on the floor like one guy can't make that much of a difference so like right you really have to get a lot of value because you're i mean technically 20 percent of your winning solution possibly even more if he's good enough to cover other people's defects you know so right that's probably why but it, it i would i would love to see number one picks get traded more because yeah you'd see it would be like a haul like i mean we just talked about only two items in this one but that's a haul like only moving a handful of picks down and getting a, a player of the quality of Shea Gildas Alexander, like that's that's a haul, right? For, exactly. for somebody who hasn't played outside of, you know, the Big Twelve so far, right? So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Oklahoma City is expected to be pretty pretty busy uh, Thursday afternoon into draft night, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, number two, I think we're looking at uh, at Jalen Green. Yep, going to Houston. Uh, I was listening to Mark Spears today. Mark Spears compared him to a Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady combination. As a shooting guard, I don't know what more you want to hear besides for Michael Jordan. So, <laughs> uh, I think I think you sort of get an idea of what Houston's uh, expecting. Um, he played in the G League bubble last year. He wasn't even yeah. in college. Uh, led a team that they created out of the blue. 
to the G League playoffs. Uh, I believe averaged like 18 points a game as an 18-year-old. So th- this kid's legit. He's going to yep. be so good. Yeah, he's it's um it's the only name that when we say that the Pistons were still doing their due diligence on the number one pick, this is the only name that they'd be doing diligence on because uh, this kid hosted Detroit out in Southern California where he's from and then traveled to Detroit for a follow-up visit and workout. This kid wants to go number one. Like, I kind of like that fire. Um, he's trying to sell himself as well, right? So he, he knows how to work the business. That's from a team perspective. I don't know how much you want your rookie to be business savvy or know how to right. play the game and, already. And I think a lot of that is is he was in – he played professional basketball last year. Right, basically. Like he's, yeah. he's already a – well, they get paid. I mean, he he's already a pro. Correct. He got to – he didn't get to travel from city to city, but he was around NBA players. He was around NBA coaching. Um, I mean, he, he lived that life, man. So yeah, I would, I would assume he'd have that. We also, we have to throw out there that this draft, people look at it and say, there's three guys in the draft that would go number one overall in a lot of drafts, including last year. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, well, was the year before Zion draft? Zion. Yeah. It was nah, not, not, yeah, that not that year. Not that but, year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of hype to this draft. Cause I think, and, and we'll talk about him here in a moment. I think the Pistons are doing their diligence with uh, Evan Mobley as well. Honestly, yeah, I'll I'll let you lead the way with Evan Mobley because I know that this, if, if if everything plays as is on the table, this is probably a Cleveland Cavaliers player two days from now. It is, it is. Yes, and and I'm I'm getting more and more excited about it. Uh, Evan Mobley is a seven foot, uh, two hundred and twenty pound center from USC. Uh, Scouts that I read yesterday were comparing him to Anthony Davis on defense, Chris Bosh on offense, Whew. which again, what else are you looking for? <laughs> yeah, seriously. He, uh, he can hit threes. He can take people off the dribble. Uh, he can defend the rim already as a, as a 19-year-old. Um, so this kid, uh, I think a lot of the order of the draft here, you can sort of tell is the new age of basketball because maybe – 15 years ago, a center would have been the consensus number one overall. We wouldn't even be talking about this. It Correct. Who comes after mm-hmm. Evan Mobley. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be thrilled to have him on our team. Uh, I know there's a lot of teams that have been calling the Cavs, uh, trying to see what it would take to get him out of their hands. Uh, but I don't honestly think that's happening. I think they're going to take Evan Mobley um, and then just pair him with the rest of our under-23 uh, starting lineup we're going to have and, and sort of roll from there. So very excited yep. about that. Yep. So that's uh, that's all the draft talk we are going to do. I do want to pose a kind of a draft question. Um, do you think the Golden State Warriors will actually pick at 7 and 14? Or do you think that the Golden State Warriors will be able to pull off a trade for an established star to pair along with Steph and Clay and Draymond um, before this draft takes place? To I mean, like literally, like forty-two hours from now. So clearly, we have no connections to anyone important. Uh, we just read a lot of stuff on uh, on different sites and listen to people that do get Correct. to talk to important people. The impression I've gotten. Shout out to is, the low post. Absolutely. Absolutely. He had Gavoni and Schmitz on there today. Those dudes yes. are hilarious. And yeah, very intelligent. Um, he, 
I think that if Bradley Beal had requested a trade last week, I think these two picks, 7 and 14, would be in Washington. Um, because Beal has yet to publicize Confirm a that. trade request, right. uh, I don't think there's enough time to get a deal done. They're not trading Bradley Beal in two days. Uh, that, that, at least that's my thought process. Now, it's possible that they already have a trade in mind when that request goes public. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a possibility. Correct. But I, I don't I don't necessarily see um, them being able to come up with something so fast. Even when like Harden requested a trade last year, um, it, it took weeks. It took I mean, you basically weeks. knew yeah, what team he weeks. was going to, and it took weeks. Yeah. So you know the idea that that and they was going to request Indiana Indiana to, to facilitate it basically. Well, and Cleveland. I mean, they, they got a first right, from Cleveland. us. That's right. Yeah, Cleveland. that's that's how we got Jared Allen. Um. So, yeah, that's that's the only reason. Because when when we read last week that Beal was thinking of requesting a trade, uh, the whole point of it was, you know, I better do it now and before the draft because that's the best chance I got to to go. Right. Um, if he would have done it then, then I think Wiggins seven fourteen and a couple other guys to Washington for Beal would have been on the table and very 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 possible. Uh, at this point, I don't see that happening. Uh, at least not with draft capital. Yeah. Uh, so to me, long version of saying, I do think the Warriors are picking at 7 and 14. Okay. So let's see. That draft is Thursday night, July 29th. So probably watch it on ESPN, I would assume. Um, yes. So let's see how that goes. Well, sir. This brings us to the end of another wonderful edition of the Three Major Sports Podcast, episode 12 in the books. Um, thank you for uh, joining us tonight, everybody. Thank you for following the podcast and listening. Uh, feel free to subscribe and rate us on any podcast platform that you listen to us on. Follow us on Instagram at Three Major Sports, um, where we share some definitely some content about what we are going to talk about on the show or what we have talked about on the show so that uh, we can interact with everybody out there. Uh, again, thank you for joining us. Rob, say goodnight to the good folks. Good night, everyone. I'm excited for Thursday. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I'm excited for football getting started this weekend, so we're definitely going to talk to football next week. Hell yeah. All right, everybody, have a great night. Stay safe. Talk to you all later. Take it easy, buddy.